गाइस वेलकम बैक टू द व्हाई दिस दो पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट शिव जलानी टुडे अगेन वी विल बी लुकिंग एट अ प्रेसिंग इशू एन इशू दैट हैज बीन प्रेजेंट फॉर ओवर 200 इयर्स एंड फ्रैंकली इट्स लेफ्ट क्वाइट अ लॉट ऑफ अस अपॉल्ड दैट इट स्टिल एग्जिस्ट टुडे वी विल बी लुकिंग टू टैकल इक्वालिटी एंड डिस्क्रिमिनेशन वी विल बी टेकिंग अ लुक एट रेशियल जेंडर एंड कास्ट बेस्ड बायसेस before starting off i want to put it out there that everything we say is our opinion on the matter nothing is to be taken as an ultimatum and i personally think that opinions evolve as we learn more and of course we never stop learning and i just want to say that uh well while talking about equality we got a little carried away uh in the discussion because it's such a vast topic and there's so many points that each of us have to say so i just want to put it out there that this is a very long podcast much longer than the usual timings for the why this so podcast i hope you enjoyed and let's get right into it today we are joined by three friends of mine who i think would love to share their opinions on this matter we have pranav tiwari so we have vedant maheshwari hey guys and we have navya girdar hi navya is a published author with a book under the name redemption where she explores the darkest depths of sisterhood you can get yours at notion press amazon and flipkart under the same name all right so now that you're familiar with our guest for today i think let's start discussing what the people are here for so first thing i want to talk about is how equality has evolved i've seen my parents's opinion of you know a number of different communities change in the past 3 years or 4 years or so i think when and i think that goes uh, i think that goes i think the same goes for my grandparents as well so i remember i think uh, i was talking to my parents about uh, the lgbtq community and about 4 or 5 years ago i remember they were they were quite against having uh, uh, they were quite against the community as a whole because you know they were taught that it's not natural or you know the basically the back backward thinking of you know a lot of the people of older generations and i think my parents were also bought into that quite well but as they saw me learn and me develop my own opinions i started having talks with them and i think they've also understood that it's very normal to have you know it's very normal to like a person of the same gender or anything for that matter uh, pranav have you seen anything like that happen in your household yes obviously when i've seen something related to this but i think mostly uh, we can credit this to um, like religion mostly because atheism is on a rise i think and like most religious uh, books um, suggest that um um i mean same sex marriage or like uh, the lgbtq communi- community in its whole is mm. not natural and as we uh, as we are um, conducting more and more research we get to know that it is a biological phenomena that some people are gay or uh, um anything from the lgbtq community um and i think because of the awareness the 
continuous um, learning process of humanity as a whole mm-hmm. has enabled us to learn more and more every day and i think awareness has a big part in it yeah i think so too and i mean of course and i don't think it's just because of atheism i think also because people are not interpreting religious uh, books in different ways for example i mean i'm supposed to be a hindu and hindus are traditionally not supposed to eat non vegetarian at all but i see myself and my father and basically start from his generation where we were we actually started eating non vegetarian i know that's a completely different example but i think that's just one of the ways that religious beliefs are evolving nowadays navya yeah definitely i agree well firstly i think we have to give our generation the credit for this like totally like yeah. i think i am the reason my parents are so open minded today i am not kidding and, i do um, agree with that yeah. i think it's not just um i think it's in every matter uh and i have to give a lot of credit to the social media too yeah so i was talking about racism and and the fact that we have been ruled by white people for like a good 200 years that is obvious that now brown is not considered as pretty as white which is something that now i i know our generation or our kids are never going to be thinking this way they know that caramel chocolate skin is beautiful and uh, even the lgbtq community i mean the fact that bollywood is making films on it that's like yeah. i was that's amazing and i know for a fact that my parents agree to come with me and watch those films so it's amazing that way yeah i think uh, as you said i think a lot of credit has to go to social media and i think uh, technology is linking our worlds together from you know different countries overseas and yeah i think that has a lot to do with us being quote unquote woke uh if for that matter uh vidant yeah like i've seen this in my family and i'm going to agree to what navya said like i think that everything's going up north from now on because our generations becoming pretty open and like honestly like whenever i talk about these topics with my family like i see my nani and my dad getting uncomfortable because yeah. i can't like i can't blame them because it's like mainly the way they were brought up yeah that's what and i think it kind of sorry for saying this i think that has a lot to do with you know the stubborn mindedness of the older generation and by older generation here i mean our grandmothers and grandfathers and you know yeah. i i mean i don't think that they will be able to accept that it's normal but i think you can't really force them for that because they were just when they were growing up i think your minds yeah grow up and so yeah. when they were growing up they were not this was considered to be completely against everything they stood for so i can't really mm-hmm. blame them when it comes to you know uh not being not looking at not looking at it from our side you know they still dislike the girl child right uh, yeah like uh, about that about that i like to yeah. add something to that uh like the girl child matters i think more or less sorted in the middle like in the privileged class uh, i'd say in in the villagers like all those villagers and um, the yeah. and uh, the underprivileged and the and the lower class people mainly mm-hmm. they i think they still have a problem with having a girl child and they still think that having a boy is uh, is better than having a girl 
I'm saying this may come as a shock, but I've seen pretty affluent families and their grandparents hating on the girl child a lot. Oh my God, aki beti ho gai, so sad. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean that happens, but like, Vedant, I, uh, Vedant, I kind of disagree with you there because I think. Like even now, if a very well-to-do family has a business, I think it's directly given to the son without even seeing the daughter's qualifications. And I think we saw that very well in the movie Dil Dharakne Do. Uh, I mean, I know it's just a movie and it's based on you know kind of like a fictional scenario, but it's still so relevant in terms of the issues that it uh, you know brought out and shined light upon. And I think that's what. that's why i think education also comes into a lot it comes in uh, as a factor yeah uh, to that i'd say that um, like i never said that like uh, the problems fully sorted in the privileged uh, class yeah but like i'd say that it's more or less better than it was before yeah but oh guys now- so shiv let me see yeah, now sorry, yeah so, sorry no so the- <laughs> It's fine. Also, the scene in Dil Dharakne Do when, like, Priyanka's husband is being all snooty and proud that you know I give her the permission to work now. Earlier yeah. in my family, no woman ever worked. So now, then, Faranak is all like, "Why does she need your permission to work?" So that scene was just like it has a separate fan base. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna agree to that, man. That was yeah. such a great scene. Yeah, I think we're talking about movies now, but not really equality, which is a matter. But but I mean, if we are changing something, if if like something has been going on for ah, uh, true a while. Yeah, I mean, you need you need yeah. to take that stand, I guess. That yeah, you mm-hmm. can. Um, I think we're uh, confusing two things: um, being privileged and being educated. yeah we yeah. know for a fact that most of the um, not most of the um, privileged people but some of the privileged people are not educated yeah. we have a very flawed um, system in which people with not a very high level of education can get into the government sector of our uh, country and yeah. make a lot of money so we shouldn't confuse being educated and being privileged because i think being educated will lead to more equality Pranav, I think you raised a very valid point there, and that's where even I, uh, I apologize for the comments. I mean, say that that's a very valid point that you've made there because I think a lot of people have those two parts confused, and for a second there, I got confused as well, and so that's why I'm really glad that you brought that up. Uh, one topic that I really want to discuss is how feminism has evolved in our generation in particular, and how. in quarantine how social media not just in quarantine in just in general how social media has really influenced uh, equality and you know feminism i think there are two sides to the whole topic of course there are there's the actual issue of uh, equality and i think there's also one part of it which includes pseudo feminism uh, navya do you want to elaborate on what i said yeah sure So well. Uh, firstly, let's put it out there. I would not m- consider myself to be a feminist, but I do believe in equality yeah. because, and if we look at the International Women's Day twenty twenty, which was celebrated on the eighth March, the very theme, according to the United Nations, was 
I am generation equality, realizing women's rights. So I feel that the whole point of feminism right now, instead of actually focusing on the urban areas and the uh, opportunities I get as a woman, mm. I think what we really need to focus is on economic empowerment and the political empowerment of those who are in the much more backward areas of India right now. Yeah. The crimes against women like dowry, honor killings, asset throwing, child marriage, domestic violence, you know, and rape, sexual harassment, all these are so prevalent. And the fact that some women or men agree to the fact that today feminism is not necessary, everyone does have equal opportunities. The fact that they don't go and read the statistics, how underpaid a woman is in every, yeah. every field in the world. It's just absurd and it's outrageous. And I will not call myself a feminist because definitely we are equal and we have to believe in equality because the very fight when we started this entire feminist movement, when women started is was for suffrage. And the fact that Socialist Party of America organized a women's day and then the Soviet Russia agreed to it, eventually the United Nations agreed to it. And the fact that today we are in 2020 and there are places which still ignore it shows how much more awareness we need and less heed should be paid to pseudo-feminism because yeah. we have to really focus on the proportionality here, Shiv. We have to see how proportionally feminism is more important to be paid heed to than pseudo-feminism today. Yeah, but Navya, that's what I yeah, want I'm... to question you. Sorry, Pranav, just one second. Navya, that's what I want to question you there one second. Um, I mean, of course, the problem that I face is that not that pseudo-feminism is... Of course, it's not the main, it's not at all what the feminists of the previous centuries have fought for. But my problem is that they're actually distracting from the actual issues that women face. So that's why I think it's important for us to, you know, discuss pseudo-feminism and how, you know, it, it impacts uh, the society as a whole. Because a lot of people would just post, yes, women on their social media or whatever. But in reality, they may be, you know, I don't, they may, they may be a boss of a woman who's paying him, uh, who's paying her less just because she's, just because of her gender. Yeah. So see, what do you expect today? We have basic voting rights. We have the basic rights and we are getting equalities and much more equality than we were a hundred years ago. But what? The lines are very, very blurred. I mean, yeah. today, I know for a fact I will not go on a road and rally for women's side. But what I can do on my part is, again, it's like you're a drop in the ocean. I say that when I get married, I don't want to take my husband's name. Or I say that maybe I will make sure my child takes my name. Or the fact yeah. that I don't want to go and live in my husband's parents' house. So, yeah. that people are considered... If people are considering that as pseudo-feminism, then they are definitely unaware of the patriarchy and the male dominance. Why should I be the one going and living in my husband's parents' house? Why should I be the one serving them? Why should I be the one more close to them? 
it it is all about equality and pseudo feminism is being confused with this the, the fact that i'm getting asking boldly asking for something that my husband is also going to get i don't consider that as pseudo feminism which most people do yeah that's simply asking for my equality and which is what the entire world should stand for i mostly agree with navya um, i'm going to summarize what you said i i mean what i understood what you said uh, um you said that uh, equal i mean rights for women has mostly been um, institutionalized like we have uh, rights for them in the constitution but culturally and like uh, in rural areas and urban areas we see male supremacy or male dominance in yeah. india one thing i don't agree with you is that women are wrongly paid less i mean i know this is a very controversial topic but there are many factors which i mean i, I don't think gender is the main reason that women are paid less i think there are a lot of other factors like male are statistically uh, uh, like willing to um take more risky jobs take jobs which will uh, uh, take jobs in which they can be transferred a uh, pranav i think what navya the, really uh, i think what navya meant was that a woman and a man with the same qualifications at the same job uh, a man would be paid more than the woman and i think yeah but cuz cuz there are biological reasons for that as well like a woman can get pregnant and the company is, has to pay for her um like she will get a uh, paid um, um she leaves maternity leave yeah yeah so, mm-hmm. so so like she has to get paid during that time and i i mean these are one of the few reasons that women are paid less women are more agreeable which is a very negative i mean statistically uh, i'm not saying that all women are uh, more agreeable i'm saying statistically 60% of women if you choose a random gender statistically 60% of women are more agreeable 60% of men are more assertive which means they are more uh, like they are able to uh, get their job done and yeah. i'm not saying that women cannot but psychologically and phy- physiologically there are differences in men and women which can't be explained with just uh, qualifications Yeah, but Pranav. Okay, course. so one second. Shit, can yeah. I reply? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so this conversation is going to get super heated up right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can sense it. <laughs> yeah. So okay, Pranav. First, psychological, physiological differences. Uh, if you do believe in God, that is, I don't think that when men and women were made, they were made sure that you know it was made sure that acha okay, if this is a woman, we'll make sure that she will not be assertive. and she not really try so hard at her career and she will get married as soon as possible uh the fact the fact that sharda act of india still in that still the uh, legal age for marriage for the woman is 18 and it's i guess 21 for a boy is outrageous now my coming to your point by stating this was that um pranav we weren't made like this today the maximum number of billionaires in this world are men and the women that are billionaires either they have inherited it otherwise you don't see many why is it so my sister and i were having such a heated up discussion of this because 
it's not us one born this way society made us this way if you say yeah. and yeah coming to the fact of maternity leaves you know how much pressure a woman faces like when priyanka chopra talked about feminism she talked about cerebral opportunities and the fact that she can be 35 she can be working and she can be having kids why does she have to choose between both and i guess the fact that we are bearing a child we are taking care of it we are making so many changes to our body and the fact that we are still very much willing to work and that to with a lot of dedication that asks for even higher pay if not equal i agree with navya because personally i think that i don't think that bearing a child should be a liability and i don't agree with that at all i think that the problem is i think the mindset of the people again i mean going back to you know just as navya said how society has made both genders i'm not supposed to cry i'm not supposed to uh you know if i want to i'm not supposed to wear makeup i mean come on that's again it goes all links back to how society has defined genders for us and that's what yeah. i think our generation is really working towards changing when you say that you'd rather take a uh hire a man over a woman with the same qualifications just due to the reason that the woman is getting married you need to see the other side of it as well so many in so many companies now paternity leave is being granted you see the trend of stay at home dads really increasing and that's not a bad thing at all what i'm saying is women if if i've gone to stanford and a woman has gone to stanford with me and we have the same qualifications for the same job either both of us should get hired or none of us should and even if both of us do get hired we should have equal pay yeah it shouldn't be on the basis Unless, of okay and the only and the only way either of us have higher pay than the other is if we prove our worth to the company more if i turn out to be better in the practical mm-hmm. field or if she turns out to be better in the field she should be given higher pay not based on the fact not based on biological reasons at all all right let's i understand what you're saying but let's take an example recently the american football team came into uh, news uh, because they demanded more uh, wage for their uh, performances um they they said that the american um, men's team was paid more than them yeah uh, uh, although the men's team have, have never um won yeah. any major yeah. uh, 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 trophies for them but the women's team is overpowering the whole women's uh, football tournament actually yeah they just won the world and, cup yes and so um again the men's team although it has not won any of the major tournaments it attracts much much more uh, revenue um, spectators I, and yeah. revenue yeah so i that's why that's why my point comes in i totally understand if there's a difference in the practicality of the field for that matter i totally understand if let's say just to take a 9 to 5 job if a man is getting more sales then it's totally fine to give him higher pay but if a woman is getting more sales you should give her higher pay too 
if the women's football team was attracting more revenue they had complete complete liberty i mean they deserve higher pay than the men and i mean okay. yeah all right i agree but i mean women uh, when two people two uh, males and females are posted in the same uh, posts they are paid equally like we can even see in the medical field that women are paid more than men statistically because there are more women in that field um so even in the education field yeah again that but teachers are highly underpaid and i'm talking about the us here and maybe even apart from private schools i think even in india teachers are underpaid as compared to you know a lot of the other population and a lot of the other industries and that's what we i say that's yeah i say that's outrageous but like the company point was i i think i'm going to agree to that but like to get to know this that the teachers are underpaid just because of the gender maybe now that's outrageous to me yeah navya yeah so okay now i have very patiently heard all of you and i want to make a very very prominent point a very good example which yeah. is probably going to uh, leave everyone speechless who believes that because of psychological and physiological differences women are paid less because of the differences in the two genders all right i'm going to say this uh, upright to every male ever you think that women are paid less and they should be paid less because you don't want to see them being paid more you don't want to see them in power you don't want to see them being dominated and no offense to all the female females but you have not been assertive enough to fight against this now i'm going to take very prominent examples from the pop culture which i am a fan of everybody has seen suits everybody has seen the episode where yeah. jessica pearson is told on her damn face that you are bitter and barren everybody hates the couple priyanka and nick because nick is 10 years younger coming to my point my father has always told me since i was a kid think like boys and i used to be like you know like i used to start screaming on my own father that how can you tell me to think like boys you think women are not good enough but today i see the way he phrased his point was wrong but uh, what he wanted to say was absolutely correct he told me that you should not actually confine yourselves to the norms of society because the norms will tell you that okay so if you're a lady if you marry a man who's elder to you then that's fine but if priyanka is marrying nick then oh my god such an odd couple why because nick is seen being dominated by her why and also uh, yeah about jessica pearson just the fact that the woman worked really hard in her, that hardman guy in suits never questioned harvey that you don't have kids and you're running this firm but jessica was questioned and that represents the truth that represents the reality the fact is not that today see shiv we're not fighting for equal rights now we are fighting for the change of mindset you can ask even the women ask how many girls want to marry a guy who's younger than them this be yeah. their um significant other to be somewhere somehow protecting them and being like a this you know like just really dominant figure and they talk about equality but that is true somehow you feel it's odd when a woman marries somebody younger to her you see you feel it's odd i mean how many i had i did and nuance i did not see as many secretary generals who were girls mm. as there were boys i know for a fact how how many leaders today world leaders are women it's it's just saddening and the fact that people still agree to say that um 
they, they just you know these are very um, such words i believe in equality they just throw these around navya i totally agree with you and i think that's i think that mindset is kind of changing now it's shiv it's clearly not changing because the fact that new zealand was the first country to declare that they were corona free and the mm. fact that their prime minister is a woman mm. and the fact that, that this that point never even came up in anyone's but, mind navya uh, that, navya i i agree with that but that as prana said <laughs> i don't think that, i think that's to do with the i don't think the prime minister single handedly can get rid of all the corona virus cases in the country new, of course new zealand has a very yeah. small population it it does not have a lot of tourism that's why a lot you, of uh, you need to uh, give like him, of course you need to give the government and the people in charge credit but i don't think so what i am trying to say is i agree with you but at the same time i also think that world leaders in women uh, i mean if you compare the last 100 odd years you'd see that the number of world leaders of course males are still dominant in that field but you still see women rising in that field and i think that's the the way the trend is going to go from now on and i am completely for that as long as every gender is given equal opportunities i think that is the aim of everybody talking here not not just on the podcast but i think worldwide specifically our generation and i don't think anybody wants a, the other gender to suffer because of their gender or their as psychological or physiological differences and i don't think that's what pranav and vedant meant when i am talking about mindset i'm talking about the fact that we are uh, not being uh, we don't have monarchy in india anymore and the fact that women are supposed to go outside on the borders and fight for our country and the fact that women are supposed to stay at home be like really gentle and caring nurses that mindset has to be taken out of yeah uh, 100% the entire womanhood i feel the only and only mistake they've made is that people told them that you're not that you are inferior that you're not as much worth as a man you don't have as much worth as a man and the only mistake that we made as females was that we agreed to them yeah we have yeah you have a point today. there you do have a point there like but biologically males are more uh, uh they, they have more strength than women are you saying yeah, that society changed that and women and men were equal no, no. and then society again, changed coming, them into coming to my point again when we are talking about equality i'm not saying that i should be able to weigh 120 kg like a man i'm talking about cerebral opportunities yeah that i if i can work as hard as you as if i am as smart as you then i deserve equal treatment yeah and if, i if, think there are different fields uh, not that i'm 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 going to say this again i there are different fields where you know you see a more um, dominant male population than females and i don't think that's nec- i don't think that has anything to do with inequal opportunities for uh, the genders i think also you see our batch in school i mean you see that in the science sections of the um, in the science sections of the batch you don't you see i think a maximum of like 15 women in four sections and in the other humanity sections you see a trend of which is you see a trend which is majorly dominated by women and that's not because i was offered a i was put on a pedestal when it came to choosing a subject it's because i don't think most of the women were interested in that field 
and so of course there will be some dis- discrepancies there in terms of uh, you know you can't have fifty percent women, fifty percent men in every field. There will be a difference, but of course, as long as everybody is being given an equal opportunity, and I think that's the world that we should fight for. Uh, I agree. I totally agree with Shiv. Um, and let's take another example. The Scandinavian countries are one of the most equal countries there are. They they have the most uh, opportunities for both males and females, and people expected to see that there'll be more diversity in the jobs but the exact opposite happened of what people expected okay. there are there are more males in the stem fields which is science technology engineering and maths and there are more females in the healthcare in the hmm. in the healthcare fields um, yeah which... i think i think when we talk about equality we need to talk about other aspects of discrimination as well and in particular one such example that's so prevalent nowadays is racial discrimination and one example that we saw a month ago was how George Floyd was blatantly murdered in broad daylight with spectators around him. And that was completely to do with race. Of course, he did, apparently, according to reports, he did try and uh, he had a counterfeit bill and he tried to buy groceries uh, using that. But I don't think that calls for a person's life to be taken away. A lot of people, in when the Black Lives Matter protest, uh, protest broke out in America, a lot of people started saying, all lives matter, all lives matter. But what I really want to say is that everybody knows that all lives matter. But what we need to emphasize on is the fact that Black Lives Matter as well. Because as we saw in terms of the LGBTQ communities in India, in, you know, our grandparents or uh, older generations, older than them, we see that a lot more prevalent with uh, the black population uh, in America. We see a lot of people or a lot of old people um, still discriminating against people on the basis of their skin tone, which is absolutely absurd. It is absolutely absurd that that still exists now. Yeah, okay, well, I want to. St- when I talk about BLM, I really need to state some historical facts and I want to put it out there. Yeah. Um, there was a process called leeching in which randomly, if you see a black person and if you think that they have committed a crime, a crowd of white people would, um, they would mob around the person and beat the person to death. And if you search on Google, you see pictures of the white people smiling you know, they're so proud of what they did with a dead body hanging there of a black person. And the fact that the United States of America has seen this really, really speaks volumes about um, what black, how important Black Lives Matter movement is in the United States. And especially the, the fact that this Black Lives Matter movement actually was Uh, originated from the lynching of Emmett Till, who was basically just a 14-year-old teenager in Mississippi, where racism was very, very prevalent. The Mm. fact that it actually was originated from this very instance tells us how important Black Lives Matter movement is, much more than the All Lives Matter movement. And also, I would like to add that 
on Instagram, I very recently came ac- across this um, page which said that, okay, so we have the Pride Month going on right now. And yeah. it said that the Pride parades are being carried out. But the gay community is not on the road screaming that even our lives matter because they know how important Black Lives Matter movement is because they know how it feels to be oppressed. And they don't want that particular uh, aspect of the movement to be suppressed for their own advantage, which is what everybody needs to understand. I, I agree. And when we look at America, it has been predominantly a white society. And saying that all lives matter is equivalent to teaching how to breathe. I mean, it has been there for a very long while. People mm. know that white people are there or whatever. They matter. And yeah. I think this is a very new idea to some people that black lives also matter. And this, this I mean, people need to be aware of the yeah. things going on. And I think this is one of the most important movements in of this era. Yeah, 100%. And... Um, I I don't think there's anything else to be said there apart from the fact that I can't emphasize to the people listening enough the fact that people that black lives matter. All right, a topic that I briefly touched upon while talking earlier there was um, police brutality, and uh, although that is a little separate to do from although that's a little separate. Uh, from you know the Black Lives Matter movement and equality in general, but it links directly to it, and uh, and you know protests broke out in America because a black man was killed by the police. But what people were were a recent incident that came into light about I think about two days ago uh, was in our country, uh, the case of Gerard and Benix. Uh, or as he is pronounced, mis- uh, mistakenly being called Phoenix. Uh, allegedly, they broke the lo- lockdown curfew and they, the police came and started beating them up. They were sexually harassed. They were um, found profusely bleeding from their rectum. Uh, between 7 a.m. and 12 p.m. on June 20th, the father and son had changed at least seven lungis, each as they had become drenched in blood oozing from their rectum. When we saw the Black Lives Matter and when we saw the protests break out in uh, America, every single Instagram, every time I went on to Instagram, I saw a black square on my feed. If you can go to such lengths to talk about an issue that is, of course, very prevalent, but not directly involving your country. The least, the least you can do is speak up about police brutality and complete and utter mistreatment in your own country. It is absolutely absurd that a person can be treated like this. Again, all my uh, opinions go back to the historical mindset. When I talk about police brutality against the black people, So what happened was that um, maybe a hundred or so years ago, there was slavery. Um, slavery was 
still very much prevalent in the United States, despite being abolished in the South America, South of America. Uh, and uh, the fact was that the government had allegedly um, started something which was called slave patrol. So what happened was that the North American states uh, over there, the slaves used to they used to they used to try a lot to run to the South American states because that is where they would be free. But the um, very job of the slave slave patrol was to make sure that they do not escape. And if they were seen to be trying to be uh, escaping from the farms, what they used to do was they used to kill those black people. And the very, very problem is that now, this is somewhere around the 1800s, we are in 2020 now, and not a single thing has changed. The George Floyd is not the first one, and he is definitely not going to be the last person to be facing police brutality just because he's a black man. And it's just um, so saddening to think that more, the population has agreed to change their mindset, but the police has not. The exact mindset that the police at the time of slave patrol used to carry against the blacks, the exact mindset is still instilled in the minds of the police, of the cops of America today. And it just breaks your heart to think about it. Even Ahmaud Arbery, the recent case, he was literally chased by a, a, a white man and his son and he was shot. Uh, like this doesn't, um, this doesn't uh, include any uh, police brutality, but it's still, it's in the minds of the people. Yes. think that uh, black people are supposed to be inferior to them. It doesn't mean that they deserve to die. Yeah, I totally agree with both of you. And I'd like to add two points to this. Um, first is, people, they don't defend the police, but they say that uh, George, uh, they list the crimes committed by George Floyd. Yeah. But, even if he has committed a crime, that doesn't give the right to the police to execute him. They're not the jury. They cannot um, kill him. Completely and, agree with you. And that's where we link up with India as well. Nobody gives any policing authority the right to murder someone unless, I mean, of course, there may be some criteria where they're allowed to. But I don't think violating lockdown rules is a criteria for brutally, sexually harassing the person and murdering them and sending their bloody lungis back home to the to his mother and his wife that is i i can't even i could not even read the entire report of the incident Same, i didn't even I, yeah I, I, it's just disgusting even, yeah it's it's hard to even listen to you say it's uh, just absurd and the other point that I wanted to add was uh, a common argument against the police is that we need to defund the police and uh, and we need to get rid of the police. In fact, there are a lot of people who are saying that. And I think that that is also absurd. A society without policing cannot exist. I don't think it yeah, can. But and uh, instead of actually to... defunding the police, yeah, yeah. what we should is uh, pay them more there should be more funds passed to the police so that they can uh, take different psychological tests before yes, hiring 100%. Uh, um, the 
new police officers that's what i that's there should what be I'm... a routine checkup of how the psychological state of a police officer that's what i was uh, leading on to next what we need to do is change the mindset of the police and one one thing that i really want to say not all police is bad it's of course i think the incident that we sh- shine light upon is the people who have been brutally uh, you know mistreated and i don't agree with the fact that all police are like this of course we yeah, yeah. Police- they're not like this but policing is a type of job in which not even a single person can be bad yeah it's you yeah. you're supposed to protect and serve the people of the country yeah and uh, the things that are happening are truly heartbreaking okay so adding to the solutions what i want to say right now is that i think we are we should be done with the gandhian methods the fact that the george floyd protests were extremely peaceful now i'm not saying that start with riots that is going to harm anyone but the fact i i feel that it's um when we talk about black power movement it was a party that said that uh, you know we need to make more radical measures i think that is what we need today you know i'm talking about the very fact that every case of police brutality against the black do you know that since you know we are in 2020 now and not even a single white person a white uh, policeman has been actually accused they have been accused but they have not been proven guilty in the courts i mean not I'm even a single person and i'm very glad to say what i'm I about mean, to say i, I, I think i, I that's going to change now and i was watching uh, a hasan minaj uh, episode on the george floyd incident and he was talking to the attorney general who was in charge of the george floyd case and i i would you just said i think with the circumstances and the evidence as i heard earlier i think that's going to change very very soon and that's why as i keep saying i think we are in for an upward trend in humanity in general if i may say that um i think that's a play that's a that ideal of not everybody is equal regardless of any criteria i think that's going to change very very soon i think and it that's this movement has just ignited it oh yeah. uh, one last topic that i think i want to talk about is um, equality in our own country uh there is a caste system that exists in india unfortunately even now even though the constitution has uh you know has uh, discouraged uh, and condemned uh, untouchability and uh, the caste system in general i think it still is very prevalent in uh, our day and age um one thing that i think uh there is of course there is a lot of discrimination against the lower caste which we've talking about uh, i think plenty in terms of feminism and racial discrimination and those uh those opinions apply for this one as well it's completely absurd that people are discriminated against from the basis of their caste and uh, so what the government in india has done is created quotas uh for admissions in universities at least in the state owned universities and the state based universities uh that really uh, helps out uh with 
the education of the un uh, underprivileged castes, castes and classes. Uh, Vidan, do you want to elaborate further? Yeah, I mean, caste system, like, uh, to exist now, it really doesn't make sense to me. And on the res reservations thing, reservations should be given on the basis of their financial background and their score, not on the basis of what caste you belong from. Uh, like, I if I score... With you there. I kind of disagree with you there. I think reservations are very important, but the implementation of the reservations... reservations wait, wait, wait. I, I said reservations. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Reservations are important, but Even it should be focused more on the... So basically, they should focus more on uh, like the financial background of the student rather than uh, rather than focusing hundred percent on it on on the student's cost. Of course, there are different quotas for reservations, and that's where the reservations come in. But what point that I, the point that I want to make is, I think it's unfair for people of you know of moderately higher classes or comparatively higher classes if they score higher than the underprivileged. They should be. Uh, I think there's hmm. reservations are there to promote equality amongst all class and classes, castes, and genders. But I think where reservations are, of course, very important. But as Vidan said, the implementation is very, very faulty. And, um, and that's like why the people... a person who a person who scores a ninety-eight percent, who's from a relatively higher class, may not get into one of the top universities of the state. But uh, but a person who is of a lower caste who scores, let's say, ninety three, may get in on the quota basis of the system. Exactly. So yeah, and like the whole point of reservation is to basically give equal opportunities to everyone. Yeah. yeah. But like nowadays, people and even ever since, people have been exploiting the whole uh, practice of reservation. Yeah, I totally agree with that, and. I mean, reservations are there to promote equality, but what the present system is doing is actually the opposite, and that's why we. That's why I think we keep saying that the implementation is flawed. There needs to be a change in that matter. I really want to thank all three of you for coming and sharing your opinions on these matters. I know oh, it, it was. <laughs> I I know it's it really important. It's really important to talk about and discuss these issues, especially yeah, today. Yes, and that's what I think. For one thing I think I can speak on behalf of all four of us is that what we've said is purely our opinion on the matters that we face. And yes, I don't want. I I request any of you listening not to hate on anybody for their opinion because one thing that our generation is very popular for is criticizing people for their opinion. And I'd like yeah. to clarify something. I'm not against um, equality for uh, equality of opportunity. Yes, people same, should yeah. have equal opportunities. All right. So no, it was our pleasure to be here, Shiv. I think it's really important to discuss about these issues in today's world. And um, hashtag hope for humanity. <laughs> Thank you all so much for coming and talking about uh, equality with me today. And thank you all for listening and I'll see you in the next one.